we pierce this self-doubt? How do we pierce the thinking that we have that God is here? Our best thinking got us right here. It takes another level of thinking, another level of passion, another level of feeling uncomfortable and being disturbed with where you are to move. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. Why is it okay that you want to give everything to your child? I know I do. I want my children to be richer, smarter, better looking, happier, joyful. I want them to be thousand times better than me. I want them to go, oh, Dean was 1.0. His kids are 4.0. His grandchildren are 6.0. Oh my God, by the time we get to my great-grandchildren, I want them to make fun of what a pathetic weakling loser I was. Like, that's what I hope, right? If we want that for them so much, and if you're not a parent, it's okay. You'll, like, you, you can still feel those same emotions. You can understand what we're talking about here. If we want, them for, want that for them, then why the hell don't we deserve it for us? Right? Like, how do we pierce this heart? How do we pierce this self-doubt? How do we pierce the thinking that we have that got us here? Our best thinking got us right here. It takes another level of thinking, another level of passion, another level of feeling uncomfortable and being disturbed with where you are to move. It's the spaceship. It takes all the energy to get it like 100 feet off the ground. Once it's out of the atmosphere, it hits a little button and goes fast. But it takes all that energy to get off the ground. So my goal in some of my trainings each month is to give you that burst of energy to get done today and go, screw it, I'm freaking doing this. Like nothing is going to stop me. And I know so many of you are massively successful. This isn't about, oh, you're pathetic. and this. It's about where you are. You know there's another level. That's all it is. And it doesn't mean that it's never enough. Listen, God didn't put us on this earth to settle. I don't think, I think at the end of our life, if we have the opportunity to talk to our maker, he's not going to say, I'm so glad you found your groove at 24 years old and kind of settled for another 70 years. Like, that's not what he wants. That's not what we're designed for. I always say Dale Carnegie's quote, my favorite one by him. He said, the, hum, the, the biggest plight of the human race is knowing you have more potential and you're not using it. Like, you say that, you're like, yeah, yes, right? So how do we trick ourselves into knowing that we deserve this. We, need, we deserve to take uncomfortable action, to fail forward and to figure it out. Because if you think about that, how are we with, I know this is far away from business and stuff, but how are we with kind of our inner peace? Like making amends with ourselves. We help our kids solve problems. We help our kids not have regrets. We help our kids not have enemies or let go of pain. Like we, we I, maybe I'm wrong, but like we, wherever we are, we want what's best for them. We know, we've studied it. If you're a part of this group, you're studying personal growth, you're studying letting go, you're studying focusing on solutions. You're doing all this while simultaneously, internally, you might be fighting with yourself and still have that person that you need to forgive or forgive yourself for the mistakes in the past or forgive yourself for procrastinating or forgive yourself to, that you were scared up to this point or forgive yourself that you screwed up the relationship. It was you. We want our kids to forgive themselves. We want them to forgive others. We want them to work on being grateful and having gratitude. And simultaneously, we wake up sometimes and our guts are spinning while we're helping someone else. Is it true? Let me know in the chat if anything I'm saying here today is resonating, right? So if that's the case, why are we waiting to fix this in the next generation? You got a lot of years left on this earth Let's fix it with us. Remember, like, just think, this, this is what I try to do all the time is, if I stay this way, my kids are gonna be that way. I literally punish myself that way. 
Because if I stay this way, they're going to be this way. There's, there's nothing I can do to change it, right? Another thing I wrote down is like, who are we when no one's watching? Like we think we can put this facade on in front of our children, right? It could be children. It could be spouse. It could be partner. It could be friends. But we get to put this face on in front of other people, right? But then who are we when no one's around? Because I still believe our kids become who we are when no one's around. I think kids are the biggest like lie detector, bullshit detector, excuse my language. Like they just feel who you are and they become it. Okay, who in here has ever had something that you do that you're like, oh, this is mine or it's adult or it's kind of quirky. I never want my kids to see this one thing I've done. And then if you've had kids, they're a certain age and they do that exact thing that you think you protected them from it their whole entire life. I see you laughing, James. Like, like, where did that come from? I didn't teach you that. It's like, it's intuitive. So who are we when no one's watching is even important, right? And that leads to our values, doesn't it, right? When, what we do when people aren't watching is just, that's our character. We can say our character's one thing. We can pretend our values are one thing. When no one's watching, the things you do, that's who you are. But you know what the most congruent thing in the history of the world is? Is being the same human when no one's watching and when everyone's watching. That's one of the things I strive for more than anything. And I have to tell you, like, even in my relationship, I, I have to tell you, in the past relationship, I wasn't happy. And my wife and I were, my, my ex and I were, had different relationships. And I have to tell you, I traveled a lot alone and I'd, I'd prefer to do things alone. And I'd make trips up so we could have time apart and all that stuff. It really wasn't congruent. Deep down, I wanted to be in love. I wanted to be connected to someone. I wanted, to, I wanted someone to share this journey with me, but I kind of pretended I didn't. My God, it's the most amazing. I don't want to go anywhere without my wife. Like, nowhere. Like, like, she's my everything, right? I wasn't congruent back then, and it felt kind of crappy. And I love that feeling. And the last one I want to say before we're going to, hopefully I set this up in a good way. Um, one of the biggest things we always get, especially our KBB family members, uh, and so many, we have, we have so many different, incredible, diverse people in this group, um, is the whole imposter syndrome or I'm not good enough, right? That's a scary one, right? I see, I see the hands waving. Uh, is that Leif? I see you, and it's hard sometimes to read the, the letters. They're a little blurry, um, so I can see so many people. Um, but what if... What if your children or your hypothetical children grew up and felt like imposters? What if they felt they weren't good enough? What if they let self-doubt push them into a job they hate, but they thought, well, my mom took this job and she stuck with it. She, she stuck with it for 42 years and she put us through college and she took care of us. If, if my mom could do that, then you know what? I'm not that happy with this, but I kind of feel like an imposter, so I'm just going to stick with it. When I say that, does that give anybody else like the hair stand up in their arms of like, now screw that. If my daughter came to me and said, hey dad, I love you, good to see you this weekend. How's it going, babe? Well, you know, I got that job and well, why did, I heard you wanted to have your own art company and be a designer and, and, and design companies and all that stuff. Yeah, dad, but you know, I, I didn't get the best grades in school and, and you know, I don't want people to think I'm just living off your coattails, so it's okay. I took that job. You know, it's a good job, great benefits. If I saw her with that kind of expression on her face, I would die. I would die. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Life's too short. It goes by in a second. 
like you don't realize it now, but how fast is time going right now, right? Like we don't have time for that. And if we feel like the imposters, if we allow that to dominate our space, that's what we're giving out to the world. We're letting people know it's okay to let self-doubt, to let last past accomplishments create this imposter syndrome to say you're not good enough. And even if you think it's not a part of you, in so many cases it is. Because if you're not moving forward as fast as you think, there's still one area of your life you think you need to get better at. You may never get better at it and that's okay. What if you're absolutely perfect for where you are? I still can't read good. I'll never be able to read good, ever. I will never be able to spell good, ever. I will never not wanna throw up when I see an Excel spreadsheet with more than three lines on it. I will never like having meetings with too many people on the phone. All like, just like anything, like there's so many things I will never be good at. But I got really good at a few things. And those were enough to create really incredible success in my life. I got really good at a few things. So you know, if you go through any of my courses, you know I always talk about um, stop working on your weaknesses. It only robs your strength and your confidence. Just go deep on what you're already good at. If you're in KBB, figure out that. Go deeper, deeper, deeper. Find out that thing that you love talking about, that you love sharing. People need that thing, right? Wealth, impact, success has been made on that one thing over and over. The one thing we have, not the one invention or the thing we get lucky on, right? So how do we fuel that? is one of the most important things uh, that I think we can do um, in our world. Hey, it's Dean and I had to jump in here real quick and make sure you're already registered for the Own Your Future Challenge. What? If you're not, you gotta go to ownyourfuturechallenge.com right now and reserve your free seat. Myself, Tony Robbins, and 14 other guests over five days, about two hours a day, for free, are gonna pull back the curtain and show you how to thrive in these uncertain times how to enter or scale inside the digital economy, the information age. You do not want to be left behind when the world opens, and we don't want you left behind. This is one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities where all of us are coming together for free to share with you these capabilities. So what do you got to do right now? Go to ownyourfuturechallenge.com. Reserve your spot. Secondly, send a link to a friend. Get an accountability partner. Third, you should pretend you paid $5,000 for this because in any other world you would. That'll make you show up with pen in hand, ready to take action. This isn't some rah-rah session. This is an amazing five-day challenge to inspire you, to motivate you, but also give you the tools and the tactics to thrive in this virtual digital economy. I promise you, if you've never thought about it, you wanna be there. If you're in this industry, you must be there. Ownyourfuturechallenge.com. We'll see you on May 11th.